Don't pay a premium for software that you could just build yourself. Use this guide to build your own collaboration software from scratch. Hiya, folks. I'm Jackson, the CTO of Cord.com. At Cord, we're building the toolkit for collaboration. With our UI components, client-side SDK, and server-side APIs, you can turn your software product into a first-class collaborative product, on par with the best in the game. And in this guide, I'm going to show you why you shouldn't buy our stuff. You should build it yourself. So let's start at the start. The first step in deciding to build your own collaboration software is the standard trade-off. What else won't my team be able to deliver while we're building collaborative features? If you've got customers and a core product offering, you've certainly also got a product roadmap. Those customers want the features they're already paying you for, and they want more, new, better features. What features are you willing to put on hold while you're rolling out collaboration? For many teams, this is the end of the conversation. Collaboration is a great set of add-on features, but clearly not the core product and clearly not the main focus of the product team. But this is a guide about building it yourself. So let's assume that from here forward, you've done the trade-off calculation and it's definitely time to build it yourself. Step two is picking your team. Building good collaboration actually starts with team selection. Let's talk about the roster you'll need to build good collaboration. Who is your designer? The hidden superpower in teams at Figma and Facebook and pretty much every team that builds great collaborative software is, drum roll please, design. Oh yes, it turns out all those slick collaborative affordances like typing indicators and read receipts. Yeah, no, yeah, those features require many, many passes of design iteration. Never in the history of the interactive internet has a company thrown the dart straight at the bullseye on the first pass. When I was working on Facebook's timeline feature, we went through 17 iterations of the product before we ever even shipped it to end users. We had massive design support the entire way. Our designer was literally embedded in the engineering team working right alongside the front-end engineers, back-end engineers, and product manager. And it still took the better part of a year to get right. Your designer needs to know all the common patterns of collaboration out there right now. Users are smart and use lots of software already. The collaborative features you're going to build for yourself have to adhere to all those same conventions. People know what chat messages look like, what reactions are. They know what replies look like. Your designer has to be able to design to the collective understanding of what collaboration looks like to your existing users. You don't have much room to get creative or invent new design patterns. And don't forget about real-time presence. Who is on this page with me? Who is active somewhere else in the product? Users already know what to expect for things like this. Your designer has to be ready to bring your product design into that existing shared understanding. Who is your front-end engineer? One of the most linchpin members of your collaborative project team is your front-end engineer. You might even need two of them. This person will have to know your front-end product code base well enough to extend the core UIs. This means they'll need access to all of the repositories of your application's front-end. Maybe that's just one repo, and, uh, you know, maybe it's a lot more than that. Good collaborative features are consistently available across your product, so cross-product remit is table stakes. With access to everything and with the freedom to make significant changes to the application front-end, your UI engineer is off to the races. 
This engineer will have to work tightly with the server-side engineer to build the chat and commenting UIs using an agreed-upon data model, which we'll talk about. They'll definitely have to implement some sort of client-side text editor. All good collaboration hinges on verbal communication of some sort. The days where a text area would pass as user input are long gone. People expect a message composer, which is a significant front-end task. Companies like Twitter and Facebook have entire teams devoted just to the message composer. In addition to the basic stuff, like rendering chat messages, accepting chat message input, image thumbnails, the very minimum for some sort of collaborative features, your front-end engineer will also have to implement the client-side aspect of the operations work, which I'll describe in a bit. This means WebSocket code, or like an HTTP-only equivalent. They'll also have to build the client-side application state management for things like new messages that come in hot off the wire. And if you're taking collaboration seriously, they'll have to go a lot further than that. Real-time presence information requires a lot of thoughtful UI work, both in terms of client-side state management and in terms of pixels on the screen. Your front-end engineer needs to work really closely with your designer. Getting this stuff right on the first pass is basically impossible. At least not a single tech company in living memory has built good collaboration on the first pass. So think about it as a few quarters of investment for the team described so far. Who is your operations engineer? To build decent modern collaboration, you need real-time infrastructure. If you don't have a WebSocket open, you're not really doing the thing. So you're going to need an operations-savvy engineer to run your collaborative infrastructure. They're going to have to sort out things like deploying updates to your Socket server while your users are connected, load balancing Socket connections, database locality, and so many other tasty operations challenges that come with real-time infrastructure. Your engineer will have access to all of the repos and configuration and deployment infrastructure required to do this. But maybe you don't have an ops person. I mean, you could skip this and just do standard web development and then wait until the user refreshes the page to see new chat messages or page annotations or whatever collaborative affordances you're building. You could. But your collaborative features won't succeed if you do that. Real talk, we've all used software that has half-finished comment boxes at the bottom of key interface elements. We've used that software and not used the B-grade collaborative features. It's not just because we're spoiled users. I mean, don't get me wrong, we are spoiled users. We know what good collaboration feels like, and we don't want the cheap stuff anymore. But that's actually not the reason your collaborative features will fail without real-time infrastructure. The real reason is that you must build notifications. If you don't build the infrastructure to pull people back into your product, the majority of the comments people leave will go unread. The questions will go unanswered. It only takes one or two unanswered chat messages before users stop believing in the collaboration. So your operations engineer also needs to stay on top of email notifications at least, ideally Slack notifications too. Who is your server-side engineer? As I said before, you need for your users to be able to get back into your product from a notification. Nothing will kill user trust faster than getting a notification that doesn't contain a link directly back to exactly where they should be taken to. Deep linking is actually a two-part problem. You have to deep link to the content and to the conversation. Your server-side engineer is going to have to sort out both of these things together. 
Otherwise, users won't understand where they've been taken to when they click a link. But your server-side engineer isn't done yet. This intrepid engineer has a much more daunting task to take on. Data modeling. Building collaboration means dealing with human communication. Human communication over the internet has come a long way in the last 10 years. People expect every text box to support emojis. They expect that pasting a URL will automatically create a link. They expect text formatting, file attachments, image uploads. When you build your own collaboration, it's table stakes to have these things. Turns out the infrastructure part is pretty tractable. I mean, assuming your operations engineer has some bandwidth to sort out things like S3 bucket URL signing and cross-domain image loading security, with the actual file handling sorted, your backend engineer has to decide how to model the data for your collaboration. Even if you just go for basic chat, you have to decide how you're going to structure the chat message data. A JSON tree? An array of text nodes? Plain text with magic strings in it? There's lots of ways to solve this problem, and they all come with trade-offs and limitations. Your server-side engineer is going to have to be on top of these in order to build even basic chat. What I've described so far is table stakes for data modeling of chat messages. But if you want to build really useful collaboration, you also need presence. That is, who is on this page with me? Who has been here before? Presence is constantly changing and requires real-time updates too. Time to add some sort of server-side pub-sub system to that to-do list for your operations engineer. Your server-side engineer is going to have to come up with a client-side communication mechanism for keeping all of this stuff up to date, too. Oh, and make sure your engineer correctly handles things like multiple open browser windows and multiple browser tabs. It's pretty easy to accidentally denial-of-service attack yourself if two browsers are fighting to prove to the server who really has the user's attention. Who is your product manager or product lead? As we wrap up with team selection, we need to talk about the most important character in the story, the product lead. You can go pretty far with only a designer and a motivated front-end engineer, but you likely won't build useful collaborative software. The reason for this is that collaboration is rooted in the actual human interaction. Coworkers trying to solve a problem together, a manager and the report discussing a project. Whatever your users do, this brings in all of the complexity and nuance of human interaction. But you're also working in an existing product. What features of that product are sufficiently complex or sufficiently multiplayer such that they need to become collaborative? That's a tough product call that requires a very high level of decision-making power and context. Likewise, there are quite a few very tough trade-offs you need to consider to build good collaboration. You need notification channels for it to even get off the ground. But uh, what are you going to put into those emails or Slack messages? The title of the page? The text of the message from one user to their team? How about a screenshot of the page? That's super handy for the user. It's also an absurdly hard front-end coding problem. Just the browser security model alone makes it a 10 out of 10 front-end challenge. But what about the content of the screenshot? Is it safe to fire it off as a Slack message or email? What if someone wants to send it to someone who isn't paying for your software? Do you still disclose details from within the product? How do you handle the situation where someone has clicked on the link and landed on your login page because they're not logged in or don't have an account? 
Or do you leave that feature out completely and dramatically decrease the utility of the collaborative features? Your product lead is going to have to wrestle with these kinds of questions and many more. Even more importantly, your product lead is going to have to keep an eye on your existing product roadmap and decide what else the team won't build while they're focused on collaboration. Do you invest the time in rich text formatting? What about at mentions? Reactions? Where do you draw the line between valuable collaborative features that enrich the product experience versus adding bread and butter value for the users in terms of core product features? Tough calls must be made here. So this wraps up the team assembly part of this series. With the context here, you should be able to build a stellar team for delivering collaborative features. In part two, we'll talk about exactly how to build those features step by step.